Ladies and gentlemen, good morning and welcome back to 80s Wrestling, the podcast. My name is Jumpin' Jay, and as always, I'm joined by my tag team partner, Tommy Hall of Fame Fierro. Good morning, sir. Welcome back <laughs> to the show. How are you? Good morning, Jumpin' Jay. I'm doing, How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. I am fired up this morning because you picked a topic that guys who like to discuss wrestling are going to love discussing this topic because we discuss it amongst ourselves all the time. We're talking today about 80s wrestlers that should be in the Hall of Fame, but for whatever reason, they've been denied that honor. And it's a startlingly, a startlingly long list, and so I'm excited to get your take on it. Uh, but before that, how was your Halloween week? You had a bunch of stuff going on in your schedule. Give me a quick rundown of the highlights. And then we'll dive into today's topic of conversation. Well, thank you very much for uh, asking and caring, Jumpin' Jay. So last weekend was the ISPW Slamaween show. It was uh, highlighted by a new ISPW World Heavyweight Champion, Bull James, captured the title, defeating Justin Carino. And uh, speaking of Hall of Fame, the superstar, Danny Morrison, was the first ever inductee into the ISPW Hall of Fame uh, last weekend at ISPW Slamoween. Uh, we're going to be updating the uh, website later today with the new champions and, and upcoming events on the ISPWWrestling.com page. So later this afternoon or this evening, head over there and, and check that out. And, yeah, man, just uh, got a busy schedule coming up here uh, this Saturday at the Wrestling Collector in Stockholm, New Jersey on Route 23. We're going to be having – Ravens make a rare appearance from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And uh, the following week, we have a, a big one. We have uh, November the 12th, uh, AEW Women's Champion Thunder Rosa, AEW commentator Tony Schiavone. The Godwins uh, will be former WWF stars. The Godwins will be here along with uh, Angel Amoroso, ECW original. So, uh, and, then, and then next Friday... We have uh, ISPW on Veterans Day, uh, ISPW Survive. And then that Monday, uh, the last match musical on the 14th returns to New Jersey. So next weekend is going to be super packed uh, with a ton of stuff. But let's not talk about that now. Let's talk about today's topic. Which 80s wrestlers are not in the Hall of Fame that you would like to see? Now, obviously, you know, tickets are probably – go on sale for, you know, uh, the Hall of Fame in the upcoming uh, weeks and months. I'm not sure exactly how they're going to do it this year. It's going to be a separate uh, event uh, like previous years. But, I mean, with, with, with it, in that area where you're going to be, uh, you know, hearing some inductees over the next couple of months, I figured it would be a good topic for today's conversation because we talked about this many times in the past here on the podcast. We never in, had a complete episode dedicated to it so we want to know what wrestlers are not in the wwe hall of fame from the 80s that should be you can give us a call at 516-595-8295 once again that number is 516-595-8295 we'll be taking your calls live here on the podcast talking who should be in the wwe hall of fame real quick before we jump out to the lines jay the first person that pops into my head uh, is King Kong Bundy. 
I've said this many times in the, in the past here on the podcast. The man was in the main event of WrestleMania 2 against Hulk Hogan in a steel cage. It's impossible that a main event WrestleMania guy that wrestled Hogan uh, is not in the Hall of Fame. So, and uh, this year, uh, WrestleMania is going to be in L.A. and Jay. That's where they had the Hogan uh, Bundy match because they were in three different locations, WrestleMania too. So if there's ever, I thought he would have been inducted when they were in New Jersey a couple of years ago, but if not, I think that makes sense. But he needs to be in there. Well, when you look at the career of a King Kong Bundy, yes, he main evented WrestleMania two against Hulk Hogan, but that's not the only top feud that he had. He wrestled guys like Andre the Giant. He feuded with the British Bulldogs when he was partnered up with Big John Studd. He was a contender for the heavyweight championship. He was in contention for taking championships throughout his career. He had crossover success uh, on Married with Children and other TV uh, and movie appearances. And before he even got to the World Wrestling Federation, he had big feuds everywhere he went with guys like Devon Eriks, Jerry the King Lawler. This guy was a main stage primetime player in the 80s. And it's guys like that that you got to believe there must have been some kind of falling out with Vince McMahon that would deny somebody with his, his, uh, his work, his work, you know, his package of work that he's not in the Hall of Fame. It's got to be something else. Uh, and maybe now with Vince McMahon kind of maybe out of the picture, maybe some of these guys that deserve this honor will finally get it. But you're absolutely right. King Kong Bundy should definitely be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, man, and I have a list in front of me, and I'm sure you have a list in front of you, but let's let's jump out to the phone lines and uh, see what the listeners of 80s Wrestling, the podcast, have on their list, Jay. Well, let's start the conversation with our good friend, Babyface Brian, who I know has got some hot takes on this topic. Good morning, Brian. Welcome to the conversation. Hey, good morning, Jay, and good morning, Tommy. I'm glad you guys had a good weekend and are doing well. You too, man. Nice to hear from you as always, my friend. Yeah, it's, um, of course, I got a long list. And then, uh, you know, I know that uh, I'm more on the side of inclusivity on uh, on this because it's, you know, in uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame, the Football Hall of Fame, uh, you've got all these different criteria uh, that uh, make it very selective. But with what they've done in the past uh, and the guys that they've gotten in there in the past, I feel like... They just need to honor um, so many of these different stars that uh, they gave their lives to this business, and they worked so many more dates than the guys now have. And it's it's just something where, um, like I say, I'm on the side of inclusivity. So I've got uh, I've got a long list of guys that I think, of course, Bundy, but uh, you know you got and 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 also throwing out the whole. Uh, concussion lawsuit and also throwing out that some people may not want to be in there. People that I've got on the list that just should be in there are, uh, like you said, Bundy. Uh, you've got Demolition, Cindy Lauper, Rick Martel, Bam Bam Bigelow, Ivan Koloff, Adrian Adonis, Haku, uh, Brunzel, Blair, One Man Gang, Tama, Tonga, you know, Tonga Kid, uh, Ken Patera, Dynamite Kid. Butch Reed, um, Kamala, the Rougeos, Slick, Hercules, Velvet McIntyre, Miss Elizabeth, the whole Poffo family. So, I mean, if I was going to narrow it down to like five or ten and we start being really selective, uh, 
you know, of course, demolition, of course, Cindy Lauper, um, Martel's a former AWA world champ. Ivan Koloff was, you know, WWWF world champ, the guy that knocked off Bruno. Um, Haku being a, a tag champ, uh, you know, that worked for years there. Dynamite Kid being such an innovator. Um, you know, Adrian Adonis, just from his character, I doubt he'll ever be in there, but I know his family would appreciate it. I know uh, Angela uh, Paredes and, and his you know, basically his, his wife, his, his other daughter, that they would love to see their dad honored, their their husband honored. So, I mean, there's just, it's just a topic that I don't, I don't see why a lot of these guys that have passed away, they can just put them in the, uh, uh, I forget, they call it, it's like the legends wing or you're going to remember it and I'm, I'm not, but they have a specific term where they just show their name on there and they don't necessarily have a speech, but they could, um uh it's it's something where they they need to take care of these guys as families and just recognize the sacrifices that their families made to have these guys away from them for you know 300 plus days a year uh filling the pocketbooks and building the legacy of the promoters and the owners of WWF and and all the the people that get to you know have the advantage of it nowadays um and, you know, I'm sure you guys probably are on the same side as me is just include as many of these guys as possible and recognize them for them uh, and their families and the, and the sacrifices that they made. What are, what are your guys' feelings on all that? You go first, Jack. I definitely agree that I think the trouble with a professional wrestling hall of fame ran by the WWE is you get to kind of control you know, they say the winners get to tell their side in history books. And WWE gets to kind of tell their story. And if they have a falling out or a disagreement with somebody, they can easily leave them off the list. And so I think we're at a stage where there really maybe is no criteria that they have on who gets in and who doesn't and the whys and the why nots. So unfortunately, you're left with a Hall of Fame that has big names left off of it. And so I think what you're suggesting – you just induct names without having a speech. I think that's a great way to solve that problem because you can induct a lot of names without having to have all the pomp and circumstance that goes along with it. So you can kind of get your Hall of Fame more in line with what it really should be, who really should be in there in reality. So I think that is a great suggestion. And I think they just have to get to a point where – they're willing to do that as it kind of concedes that maybe they messed up along the way, but that'd be a good way of admitting these are people that were left out. They deserve to be in it. Cause like you said, they may have passed on, but their family, and everybody knows in the world of professional wrestling, the families, they have just as much hardship and they give up just as much as the wrestlers because there's a, a person who is not in their home 300 plus days of the year out making a living. And so there's a big hole in the family. And so they deserve the recognition for their sacrifices just as much as the performer. And so I agree with Brian. I think that would be a fantastic way to bring your hall of fame up to date. Yeah. In fact, they, they call it the legacy wing. That's actually escaping me, but the, uh, the legacy they've done that where they'll have, a list of like 10 guys that they'll throw in the legacy wing. And sure. If you've got somebody like Bundy that maybe doesn't have 
um, a huge family to draw upon or, you know, that, or Ivan Koloff, whereas it happened so many years ago that there's not as big a connection. I just, I just think that they should really hit that legacy wing hard and then sure huge guys like demolition that are, you know, still with us, um, slick, uh, you know, one man gang, Rick Martell, those guys get them up in front of the crowd and try to do it, you know, at least a couple of them a year while we still got these guys. And, and Tommy, what yeah, is, I'm going to, I'm going to jump, I'm going to jump in real quick. Also, you said about the legacy wing. Like I, 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 I'm, I'm blown away that Ivan Koloff is not in the WWE hall of fame. I, I, I didn't realize that. Uh, he forget about the legacy wing. He needs to be in the regular uh, hall of fame. I mean, he, like you said, he knocked off Bruno San Martino. Um, Kepatera was another name you brought up that uh, was interesting that he's not in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he you know, he was more of a bigger star in the, the early 80s for the WWF and you know, WWF. Um, I'm very surprised he's not in the Hall of Fame. You know, I, it's funny, when you started listing all those names, uh, Brian, a friend of mine texted me and said, I guess the show's over now, now that you mentioned everyone. But no, I'm, I'm glad you brought up uh, a lot of those names because we can uh, debate and talk about some of those names throughout the remaining uh, episode. Uh, obviously, one of the first people that come to mind when you, you said that list is Cindy Lauper. Uh, she is so critical for the success of the WWF during that 1985 uh, wrestling boom period where WWF and Hulk Hogan uh, became part of pop culture. She played a gigantic role in that. And I'm not sure why she hasn't been inducted into the Hall of Fame yet. I don't know if there is. Uh, is a scheduling conflict every year, or there's, you know, there's got to be some reason why she's not, because, you know, you have, you have, you know, some of the celebrities that have been inducted into the Hall of Fame in previous years. I mean, they couldn't hold uh, all together, uh, hold the candle to what Cindy did uh, for the WWF during their their boom period. So uh, she's a name right at the top of the list for me. Uh, and, and you also said uh, Rick Martel. He's another one. I mean, you said he was the AWA World Heavyweight Champion. He had a great run there. But, yeah, remember, he had a great run in the WWF as well. I mean, the, the model was uh, a top guy uh, for a while. So, I mean, yeah, man, I'm happy you brought up all those names and we can discuss them throughout the uh, episode. But, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of guys that should yeah. be in there that, that aren't. Yeah, Martel's a three-time, you know, tag team champion. And, uh and yeah, I mean, if it was like, like I say, if it's top five, you know, Bigelow, kind of like Bundy, headlined WrestleMania going up against uh, Lawrence Taylor and, uh, and you know, Demolition, of course. Um, and like I say, the, there's just guys like Adonis and Patera that, and, you know, Butch Reed that, you know, maybe they're not going to recognize them, but those guys gave their lives to the business. They, they deserve it. Um, you know, Velvet McIntyre was a, it was only like a week or whatnot in Australia, but she was ladies, you know, champion back uh, for a spell in 85, 86. Um, so yeah, there's a ton of these people where it, it's just, just remembering them and letting their families, uh, you know, get the, the recognition or, or dynamite kid. Like I say, such an innovator and a guy that uh, people have stylized their careers after for all these years, maybe not the best individual outside the ring, but I know that his family would appreciate seeing him recognized and being able to have something up there to say, you know, about what he gave to the business. So, yeah, I'd love to hear it throughout the show what, what other guys say. And I'm sure, um, you know, Dave Meltzer's got his Observer Hall of Fame where it's there's 
it always voted on and there's you know strict criteria to get into that um but that's not how the wdafs is so i appreciate you letting me get on here and at least throw those names out there and, and love to hear what everybody thinks on if if some of these people they don't feel they do deserve it or you know if which guys they think if they're going to pick five or ten which ones you know top the list so um thanks again great topic and wonderful talking to you guys and i'll talk to you soon Sounds good, Brian. Thank you so much for kicking off the conversation. Take care. Brian ran down a tremendous list of big names that if you would read that list to the casual wrestling fan, they would know who 85 to 90% of those people were. They were that big of names in the industry. And the fact that they're not in the Hall of Fame, it's very interesting uh, to know that there's that caliber of performers out there that have not been bestowed upon that honor we're going to keep this conversation rolling tommy next up is a chicago native who's transplanted to the wide open spaces of texas i'm talking about jason good morning jason welcome back to the show hey what's going on fellas good to be back uh, sorry i missed the last couple of weeks but uh you know work calls work uh tends to get in the way once in a while on a thursday morning but uh happy to be here and available today to call in awesome man glad you called in brother so you know i I, i'm probably the biggest demolition fan that you guys will ever know i think i talked about it the last time i was on but uh you know being that they were already mentioned i'll quickly move on from them but i mean 478 days as the you know the longest reign as tag team champions forever uh until the new day three-time tag team champions wrestled everyone had great matches with everyone you know compelled the crowd didn't matter if they were heels or faces uh sold a bunch of merchandise the most baddest ass theme music of all time i mean you name it there's many many reasons why uh bill and barry should be in the hall of fame as demolition and i mean you can throw brian in there too if you want to but uh you know one way or another demolition should be there i don't care about lawsuits or anything else like you know their their body of work speaks for itself and that doesn't even count what those guys did outside the demolition you know whether you're talking about repo man mass superstar you know all of that kind of stuff so um definitely those guys but i got a weird twist on this that i want to go with so you know there's no referees in the hall of fame and that to me is a travesty when you're talking about dangerous danny davis when you're talking about earl and dave hepner when you're talking about you know nick patrick and people from wcw that were huge and important um, the, the list goes on and on. Joey Morella, I mean, you can go forever, right? So all of these guys had iconic moments in huge spots, whether it was, you know, uh, the Hepners involved with the main event between Andre and Hogan, screwing him out of the title, uh, whether it was, you know, the WrestleMania three final, whether it was the Montreal screw job, screw job with Earl Hepner, you know, in the 90s. So many things happened with these guys. And they were just central figures. Uh, we just lost Tim White this year. Uh, he was, you know, a close friend of Andre the Giant and took care of him a lot on the road, uh, not to mention all of his stellar work as a referee as well. So, you know, I know that, that the topic was wrestlers not in the Hall of Fame, but I think referees deserve a shout. And uh, I'm surprised that none of them are in the Hall of Fame. You know what? I am too, man. I, I, I 
Yeah, I, I mean, Earl Hebner obviously should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, Danny Davis, I mean, he not only, you know, was he a, a, a great referee throughout the years, but he was also part of the Hart Foundation. Uh, so, yeah, man, I, you, may, you bring up a really great point there. I, I definitely think that there should be. And it doesn't have to be just about wrestlers either. It can be, you know, it can be announcers. It can be, you know, managers. Like, hey, let's, talk about, let's talk about managers real quick. We got on the phone, like, Slick. Slick was such right. a colorful character over the top during that time frame. And you look at everyone else, like Jimmy Hart's in it, Mr. Fuji's in it, Bobby Heenan's in it. Uh, Elizabeth, how is Elizabeth not in the WWE Hall of Fame? Lex Luger is not in the WWE Hall of Fame. I mean, there's a, a ton of people that we could probably talk about for, for hours. Uh, what what yeah, do you there's... take real quick while I got on uh, that Miss Elizabeth's not in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, that one that one is just, you know, a mix-up of terrible situation after terrible situation and and they need to write that just like they eventually righted macho man not going in while he was still with us you know that kind of thing um but i got one more kind of oddball one since you just kind of opened it up to to really anybody that should be in there what about jim johnson who made all of those theme songs in the 80s you know he's not in there either and i feel like so many iconic tunes you mentioned jimmy hart's in there obviously as a manager but also because he made a lot of that music right so um i feel like jim johnston deserves a shout out for that as well absolutely yeah yeah and then the one wrestler that comes to mind that uh the one wrestler that comes to mind that hasn't been mentioned yet that i'll just kind of throw out there maybe he was but um there was a pretty lengthy lengthy list uh that uh, was thrown out there just now um irs mike rotundo he's not there and i mean between the money inc tag team championship um you know and all of the work that he did um you know solo and and in other promotions and all of that not to mention the fact that he's you know the father of two uh current superstars and then the fact that he's worked behind the scenes for wwe for many many years so um i think he's one that uh should be in there and he probably will be at some point i think ted dibiase will probably induct him and it'll be uh you know it'll be a good opportunity for ted to say something funny about how everybody has a price even his old tag team partner uh the, your your point about the referees not being hall of fame to me is super interesting i didn't realize that until you brought it up and so i was quickly jumped over to the google to see if there's a reason why and the only thing i can find is there's an interview by nick patrick who said the reason they don't induct referees is they don't want to have to pay them royalties but i don't understand how being inducted into the hall of fame would result in you having to pay someone royalties yeah, that's interesting. Unless there's some sort of copyright or something involved with uh, with the usage of their likeness or name or anything, whether it be their website or otherwise. Yeah, it's very interesting to me, but that is an excellent point because there are some referees that played such a big role in this time period that they certainly deserve to be in. Uh, maybe they need to establish like a referee wing of the Hall of Fame because there are certainly referees that are better well known than others. And so, yeah, that's super interesting to me. I appreciate you bringing that up, Jason. Yeah, I mean, I just think about it from this perspective. I mean, there are some referees, like you just mentioned, that are more well known than some of the wrestlers that are in the Hall of Fame and certainly some of the celebrities. I mean, they've gone they've gone with some interesting celebrities that had, you know, a tiny little portion of, you know, appearance in wrestling history that, 
you know, unless you're a super mega diehard fan that remembers everything, you might not even remember when they made an appearance here or there, right? So to not have people that, you know, especially all of us in this kind of age bracket, I mean, we remember all of these moments as kids, and these referees were a big part of it. I mean, it was like, you know, and then when Joey Morella passed away in that car accident way back yeah. when, I'm surprised they didn't put him in right then and there, you know, but uh, I digress. That's very interesting, Jason. Thank you so much for calling in and giving us some food for thought this morning. All right. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the rest of your uh, week and your weekend. All right. You too, brother. Thank you so much. A lot of interesting things that you can start to look at when you're talking about the Hall of Fame, who should be in, who maybe shouldn't be in. Like he said, there's some celebrities that are a very loose tie-in to the world of wrestling, but they get in as kind of a, a filler for the year. And so... I'm excited to see where this conversation heads uh, for the rest of the show. Next up, our good friend, you know him, is Danley from Butler. But if you saw him on Halloween, you might say he's the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Danny, good morning, sir. Tommy, Jumpin' Jay, uh, uh, how's it going? Uh, uh, nice to be back. Uh, um, it's kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, you guys probably have known me as a honky talk man, but probably – where the, the, neck, the neck of the neighborhoods where I was trick-or-treating with my family, everybody, you know, probably like three or four people actually knew who the Honky Talk Man was, and everybody was calling me Elvis. So, you know, <laughs> I, I actually felt compelled to, 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 you know, play a tune on a couple of them, but it's all good. And the, the guys that actually uh, knew who I was, it, it actually was, it felt pretty good. Uh, and, you know, it was just, like I said, it was a, all a good time. That's fantastic, man. Tommy yep. sent me a photo of your family, and every one of you looks incredible in your costumes, man. Well done. Yeah, like I said, well, I got to give uh, credit to uh, to the missus on that one. And, you know, she pulled off the, the Jimmy Hart uh, very well, and I guess that uh, that made everything uh, come together. So was that her idea to dress as Jimmy Hart, or did you kind of have to persuade her to go the wrestling route? I, uh, You know what? I, I felt... It was uh, we had to do you know we had to do something, you know over the top and uh, so you know she uh, I was a little hesitant but then uh, she was uh, she uh, you know ran along with it and it, you know like I said it, I, I thought it worked out perfectly. Yeah, you guys look absolutely fantastic, man. I'm, I'm so happy that you guys did that. Listen, today we're talking about the Hall of Fame and I'm interested to hear your input on who should be in that Hall of Fame that so far has been left off that list. Uh, listen, you know, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little pressed for time, so, so I'm going to give you uh, my my opinion. You know, like pretty much uh, the last couple of callers, they hit everything on the money. Um, you know, obviously demolition, that's a travesty that they're not in it. You know, you know, being such a, you know, the great tag team that they were throughout the 80s uh, into the early 90s, uh, you know, those guys, uh, you know, with the theme music, with, you know, the work, the great matches they had, you know, their title reigns. Um, I'm definitely uh, surprised. You know that the the dynamite kid isn't in there. I know he had a lot of issues and everything, but you can't deny the you know the the in ring talent that he had, his work, and um, you know the body of work, especially with uh, David Boy. And uh, you know I, I, I'm gonna kind of throw one guy out that I don't know if anybody mentions. Um, you know maybe uh you know Hercules. Maybe he, I, I think he deserves uh a shot at the hall of fame you know like i said he never really was a main eventer but he was in some uh, pretty good uh you know storylines and you know the guy i think you know he he was pretty over as a good guy and, and somewhat as a and, you know definitely a heel so 
Um, like I said, it could go on and on. You know, I definitely miss Elizabeth. How she's not in. You mentioned Lex Luger. Um, Kempatera, I think that's a probably a mute point because I think there's just still a lot of, you know, I think he still has a lot of bad blood for the way his uh, last run in the WWF ended. So, I mean, that might probably be on his end. But like I said, there's so many, so many uh, that deserve to be in there. And I'm not going to keep repeating. I'm going to let everybody else get their uh, their moments in. But like, like I said, I always look forward to see, uh, speaking with you guys. You guys uh, keep up the great work and uh, hitting it out of the ballpark. Well, we appreciate you, you calling in, Danny. And before I send you, I know you're pressed for time, but before I send you off, in your opinion, do you think we will see demolition in the Hall of Fame at some point? Um, I I hope so. I mean, like I said, if they're going to get in, I think now's the time. Uh, you know, especially when they're, they're both uh, still alive. That's you know that that should make it should uh, you know they should be able to enjoy it and soak it up. Um, I hope, like I said, that's a another you know what I want and what's what's reality, but. Like I said, I, they're definitely deserving, and, I, you know, you know, it's a travesty that they're not in. Amen. I agree with you, Danny. Thank you so much, brother. Enjoy your day. Well, you guys, uh, take care. Have a great weekend. All right. Thank you, sir. That seems to be the popular opinion, Tommy, is that demolition for the contributions that they gave to this business should be a no-brainer, slam-dunk, first-ballot Hall of Fame team, let alone go in as individuals they could do both but they should definitely be in there and I know there's you know things behind the scenes that we don't necessarily know the ins and outs of that's preventing that from happening but from a fan standpoint it's a travesty that demolition is not in the hall of fame already uh, I mean you know you know they're they're my favorite tag team of all time uh so yeah I mean it's just it's ridiculous that they're not in the hall of fame I mean they, they had such an unbelievable run in WWF and, uh, I mean, it's, it looks silly uh, that they're not in the Hall of Fame. Same with, like, Bundy or Miss Elizabeth. It's just silly. So there's personal reasons why, obviously, definitely for demolition. I'm sure it has something to do with that lawsuit that they were uh, a part of. Uh, maybe Bundy, same situation where there was some kind of bad blood or legal things or whatever. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're doing a Hall of Fame. And, you know, demolition, they just, I mean, it's silly that they're not in it. It really is. It really is. We're going to keep this conversation rolling. We're going to check in with previous caller to the show, guy from New Jersey, Mike C. Welcome to the discussion, Mike. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning, Jay. Good morning, Tommy. How are you guys? Doing fantastic, Hey, hey Mike, I, Mike, Mike, Mike was at ISPW this past, uh, last weekend. Jay, you can get a firsthand uh, report from him. You mean right. how Ace Darling abused his power and put Dave LaGreca in the ring? That sounds interesting. Oh, yeah, talk about it. I mean, cards on the table here. I mean, Ace Darling <laughs> is an absolute legend, and, you know, it was great to see him. He's charismatic as ever. And then he puts, you know, our national treasure and manager of Rick Recon, Dave LaGreca, in the ring. I mean, not. I mean, Dave LaGreca is a future ISPW Hall of Famer. I mean, those moves in the ring were crisp, but talk about an abuse of power. But uh, ISPW on Saturday in Avondale, New Jersey was great. Congratulations to Daniel Morrison on uh, going into the Hall of Fame, and congratulations to Bull James and, uh, you know, main event Michael Mars 
uh, on respectively capturing gold in ISPW. Uh, another great show. Really looking forward to the 11th. Thank you, man. Um, that's a, but, yeah, that's uh, a great recap. Uh, yeah, Jay, uh, we need, we need you back at one of these, buddy. One of these days we need to see you back at an ISPW show. Oh, I will be back. We're, we're already planning our next trip to New Jersey. The wife's on board. The kids are excited. Uh, and so I would love to come back and see ISPW in person once again, looking forward to it. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, a, a great topic this morning, guys. And, uh, you know, a lot of names have been thrown out. No need to repeat. I'm also, uh, you know, I've had the chance to meet Demolition several times here in the New Jersey area recently at the Wrestling Collector at 80s Wrestling Con and simply the best tag team of all time. I tell them that every time I see them. Um, but some of the names that uh, I wanted to take a different approach and really get your guys' opinion here. How about Barry Horwitz? Steve Lombardi, Iron Mike Sharp, guys that we watched every Saturday morning in the 80s, as you might refer to them as enhancement talents, um, but guys that really, you know, probably we saw on TV more than the big stars. What are your thoughts on uh, acknowledging their contributions? Absolutely. Uh, maybe they can all be classified into um, one group together and or uh, the, the previous caller said about the legacy uh, Hall of Fame wing, uh, they might be able to slip into there a little bit more easier. But, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. Guys like Barry Horowitz, guys like Leaping Lanny Papa, who was also the genius. Steve Lombardi, yep. who he, he should definitely Brooklyn be. Brawler. Uh, Brooklyn Brawler, yeah. Uh, S.D. Jones. I know there's some S.D. Jones fans out there. I, there's He's a, actually there's a, there's in the Hall of Fame. Guys. I checked that one. What's that? SD is in the Hall of Fame. I actually specifically checked that one because I thought another interesting way to approach this was to kind of look at some of those um, toys from the 80s uh, through, like, the LJN book and see which guys, you know, were featured on the cartoon and action figures and stuff like that. I don't I don't believe is, is SD Jones in the legacy wing because he's definitely not in the – the regular uh, wing. I know that he he presented someone an award uh, in the past I, for the Hall of Fame, but I'm not. I don't think that he's in the Hall of Fame unless it's the Legacy Wing. Yeah, I was just basing on the website. You could actually still go to the WWE website and pull up the Hall of Fame, uh, but I did specifically see him listed. Um, but two wow. other names. Uh, two other names that I want to throw out there uh, from the '80s was. How about Kamala? Absolutely. And, and you know, I think a little bit more of a regional star than people would remember, but how about Billy Jack Haynes? You know, someone, a previous caller had mentioned Hercules, and I kind of put Billy Jack Haynes in that same category that, you know, he, you know, he had a WWE run. He kind of worked all the territories, but uh, was a big name in the 80s. Uh, as you guys are as you guys are talking, I did a little research. SD Jones was inducted into the Legacy Wing in 2019 
alongside people like Wahoo McDaniel and Playboy Buddy Rose. So the 2019 Legacy Class is when SD Jones made it in. Jay, always on point, sir. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> hey, don't thank me. Thank Google. Oh, man. Well, uh, again, great topic. I want to get to the other callers as well for you guys. But, uh, you know, uh, just, again, look forward to seeing Demolition hopefully get their uh, rightful place one of these days. I agree. And Absolutely. thank you for bringing up what's termed enhancement talent because thanks to Tommy's connection, we've had guys like Barry Horowitz on this program. And I bet if you would ask the superstars of this era, they would 100% back guys like Barry Horowitz going to the Hall of Fame because those guys showed up and did their job to get the superstars over. So without guys like Barry Horowitz and other enhancement talent, some of the guys that are making to the Hall of Fame wouldn't have reached the levels they reached. And so I thank you for bringing them up. Or like the Ultimate Warrior working with Steve Lombardi for those first couple months of his career when he had come up, you know. Absolutely. The Ultimate Warrior had a pretty good career, and I don't know if he would have gotten there without Steve Lombardi. (laughs) Absolutely. And so I think those guys deserve as much attention for their contributions as everyone else. Agreed, agreed. All right, Mike, thank you yeah, so much there. for calling in and furthering our conversation, man. Uh, we look forward to talking yeah, to you again in thank the future. You, All right, guys, have a great rest of the show. I'll be listening. Take care. Sounds good, brother. Thank you. You got it, man. You know, I, I, I agree also with, uh, you know, he, uh, Mike just said Hercules and the previous caller said Hercules as well. I mean, he had a, he had a pretty damn good run, too, in the WWF. I mean, he didn't have any titles or whatever, but I mean, like, he was managed by Bobby Heenan. He was a mainstay there for a long time. Both as a heel and a babyface, was infused with the Million Dollar Man, uh, doing the whole slave gimmick. I, I, I think that he had a pretty good run. I, I, I mean, maybe the legacy wing, just because, you know, there's so many, so many guys, but, uh, I mean, this is a debate that we can have for hours, literally. It is, and when you say a guy's name like Hercules, uh, again, as, as I mute my microphone, I jump on the Google and I kind of search some stuff out. There's a website called change.org where people can set up petitions for things they want changed. Somebody actually started a put Hercules in the WWE Hall of Fame petition seven years ago, and it got close to 500 backers uh, before time expired on it. So we're not the only ones that think Hercules should be put in the Hall of Fame. Somebody actually started a, a petition to try to get it done. And so uh, that's what you got to love about wrestling fan base is they're willing to go out and kind of try to move things forward when they got a fan favorite like Hercules. And so we're not the only ones that feel that way. Look, Tommy, this is such a great topic that the lines just keep lighting up. And so we've got three more calls stacked on hold. So we're going to jump into some more calls, further this conversation, who should be in the hall of fame. And we're going to go to a guy now who I know, He's got some uh, hot takes on this topic. Our good friend, Total with Tom. It's time, Tom. Good morning. Why don't we put everyone into the Hall of Fame? This is the worst topic you guys have had since the show started. <laughs> Everybody's going to the Hall of Fame. Everybody, right. put them all in. Are you who, kidding me? There's at who least shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame that is, Tom? There are people in the Hall of Fame who shouldn't be there in the Hall of Fame. What it's become is a spectacle to have before WrestleMania. And, hey, I love it. I watch it every uh, year, and I think it's fantastic to hear the wrestlers talk about their lives and careers. But Hall of Fame? First of all, they need to have a criteria. 
We need to know why they're being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Hercules Hernandez, garbage wrestler, okay? No, no disrespect to Mike and Danny from Butler, but they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Uh, Kamala, a fat blob, Billy Jack Haynes, please. The Bushwhackers are in the Hall of Fame. They never even won a WWF title, and, the, and demolition isn't. Here's the thing about the Hall of Fame. First and foremost, it's all political. And when everybody finally realizes that, they'll understand what this Hall of Fame is all about. And I'm tired of everyone throwing around the word great when it comes to wrestlers. It seems to be thrown around way too much. How can you put someone like Ric Flair or Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart, you know, how can you put like someone like Rikishi or the, the Good Father or Hillbilly Jim in the same breath as those guys? Ridiculous. Everyone that's calling in on this topic sucks as well. Well, okay, there you there. Hey, hey, Tom, guess what? You are now barred from uh, 80s Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> I got bottom. I don't know, I, I don't know I, what this guy is drinking today, but he's, he's done. He well, here's is the deal. barred from 80s Wrestling Podcast. It's, it's always welcome to have an alternate point of view. Like, there are flaws yeah, but, with the Hall of Fame. We're not denying that. But to say the rest of the callers suck, I think, is where he went yeah. uh, over the he line, is, unfortunately. He is, he is, he's, I expect, he's cut off. I expect a hot take from Toto Atom. He is the heel of the show. Uh, and so you can, you can trash the Hall of Fame and maybe some of the people that are in it because it is not perfect. No one's claiming it is. But to put down the callers. other callers of the show, ouch. That's well, we're it. gonna go. That's we're gonna it. go to. A, we're gonna go from from a rough ending there to a class act because we're gonna talk now to a guy who is so much more talented than us from a country so much better than ours, and he's probably got a higher point of view on the Hall of Fame than the rest of us. We're going to our good friend David from Canada. Good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. Good to talk to you. It's been a while, so always happy. And I saw this topic this morning. I was like, I'm in. I'm on this. Oh. Well, for, first off, good morning, sir. And a much more friendlier, a much more friendlier voice there, uh, Jumpin' Jay. Uh, what's going on, man? I know that uh, up there, uh, there's probably some guys that came from Canada that uh, you would like to see in the WWE Hall. I mean, Rick Martel, we talked about him earlier. Uh, he, he's at the top of the list, that, uh, guys that should be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so I have uh, I have a list. Um, first of all, I just want to say life is good. Um, finally feeling healthy, and I was able to attend uh, both AW shows when they came to Toronto, uh, and some fantastic, fantastic stuff there. So that was great. So it's great. And here's here's the thing. So first, my first Canadian connection comes out of uh, Stampede Wrestling, and I say let's put the British Bulldogs in as a tag team. Hundred uh, percent. Second. 100% agree. Dave Boy Smith is in. Bring in Dynamite Kid. Put him in as a team. I agree. All right. So there's the first one. The second one um, is, I, I guess, out of, outside the box, but I think Miss Elizabeth deserves to be there. Uh, as, as for, you know, for everything she did, some great storylines in the 80s, uh, you know, a great ballet. Obviously, she, you know, was married to Randy Savage for a while. But she also went on and did, you know, stuff in WCW as well. Uh, so I think for everything she's done, she should be there. And the last one, which may be a little bit outside the box, um, but I think for a variety of reasons, put in the original Tiger Mask. Uh, and part of the reason for that is, first of all, uh, Tiger Mask, the original, is a WWE champion. So I won the WWE Junior Weight Heavyweight Championship. 
Um, and I also feel that, you know, if, if you create a gimmick that lasts you, I think that, that says something about wrestling in general, right? So the original Tiger Mask is uh, Satoru Sayama, and there have been another oh, eight, eight editions of Tiger Mask since then. So I think the idea of, you know, having something that outlasts you in wrestling is, is a big deal. Um, obviously, you know, Tiger Mask is not a WWE-heavy um, thing, but, you know, he was there, uh, you know, and that gimmick has outlasted him. And obviously, you know, he was a decent wrestler, so, you know, we're better than decent depending on your opinion. I'm sure Total Tom would disagree with me, but, hey, that's life. Uh, so those are the three that I'm putting in. We got the British Bulldogs as a tag team, Miss Elizabeth as an individual, and Tiger Mask as an individual. So, David, do you put in the original Tiger Mask, or do you put in the the character of Tiger Mask? In your opinion, I would put in the original. I would put in the individual. Okay. Uh, because I think I don't. I, I because I think I don't. I'm not sure you can really argue that every single person who has donned the Tiger Mask uh, deserves to be there. Um, but I think, you know, I could see an argument, you know, potentially for, for the, for the character as there's been, you know, other things that have happened with the character and had some great matches. Um, but I'm putting in, in the original, I mean, especially because we're talking, you know, that the topic is eighties people who should be in the hall of fame. Uh, so that's why I'm putting in, um, Satoru Sayama as the original tiger mask. You know, and what's, what's interesting is I don't know how you quantify this, but if you look at, uh, the original Tiger Mask influenced so many people that became superstars themselves, guys like uh, Rey Mysterio, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. They all point to Tiger Mask as being someone that they watched and influenced their style and kind of helped shape their in-ring uh, work style. And so I don't know how you quantify that, but he's definitely something that gave a lot to the business. And if that can be quantified into how you get into the Hall of Fame, I would 100% agree with you. His contributions to the industry is what yeah, makes him a so. candidate and for it. Yeah, for sure. And before you know anybody, anybody gets on, I will agree with Total Tom about the political nature of the Hall of Fame. So for those saying, "Hey, you know what? Well, he only was in WWF in 1982." Okay, um, Abdul the Butcher is in the Hall of Fame, and he never wrestled in the WWF. So let's just put that out there. Yeah, it gets real tricky because WE owns the rights to a lot of the library of professional wrestling. And so to limit it to people that actually performed in a WWF or WWE ring limits the the potential that a Hall of Fame has. Let me ask you this, David. I know there's been talk for years about trying to get a physical museum-type Hall of Fame where fans could you know, buy a ticket and walk through and see some memorabilia and see some plaques on the walls and do that. If it ever comes to fruition that there actually is a physical Hall of Fame, is that something that you personally would be interested in visiting? 100%. I would, I would 100% make that trip. Uh, if, definitely. I know there are other, you know, there's, there's one in, uh, what's it, Wichita Falls, Texas. There's another one in Iowa, like other different Hall of Fames, right? Um, but I think one of the things is it means a lot and you can see it in the speeches, it means a lot to the wrestlers who are inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, right? Generally speaking, I think the business holds that Hall of Fame 
in a different regard to any other one. And so, you know, I think there's relevance there because of the way the industry itself, you know, holds that Hall of Fame in high regard. But, yeah, considering all the memorabilia that they have, you know, if you've been watching, like, the A&E Lost or WWE Treasure Show, you know, things like that, like, there's so many cool things, right? And, yeah. I'm I'm paying I'm traveling down to you know Stanford Connecticut or or wherever the heck they want to put it I'm happy to go there and I'm I'm paying my money and I'm enjoying my visit like yeah 100% I want to see that in the actual physical space I I think that's very well said I think a lot of fans feel the same way to walk through and see some of the memorabilia that we saw that played such an important role in our childhood would be absolutely incredible to be able to walk through there and, and see it in person. And so I would agree if they would put up a hall of fame, I think it would draw a significant audience. I think it would be well worth the effort of getting one erect. Absolutely. All right, David, thank you so much for calling in and uh, sharing your thoughts from Canada with us. We always appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks, man. No problem. You guys take care. All right. You too. I love that he calls from school, Tommy. You can hear the announcements in the background, the vice principal getting on the PA it. system, trying to weigh in her thoughts on who should be in the Hall of Fame. Everybody wants to be part of this conversation to the point where some people want to call back after they've already weighed in. And so we're going to check in one more time. Chico, California, Babyface Brian, welcome back to the show. I'm interested in what you called back with. Oh, hey, uh, I thought David was going to bring it up, but uh... – but yeah, bad news Brown, bad you know, bad news Allen. That's another guy that I feel belongs in there. And then I just wanted to also weigh in on uh, Tom's comments and just say that uh, he brings a lot to the table on our show. And so hopefully it's just a one week ban. I I totally respect what he's saying because if they had set this thing up back in 1995 when they only put Andre in as the first member, which he deservedly was. If when they brought it back and they started doing all their members, if they had set it up in such a way as it was like the baseball hall of fame where you have to get, you know, 75% back then of the vote to get into the hall of fame, I'm hundred percent on board with what he said, that it'd be a very small amount of guys that got in there. It's just that being that wrestling is what it is and Everybody is there to put on a show and play a role, and they're all giving their lives to it. That's where I'm on the other side of the fence. And like I said, I say include as many of these guys and honor their families and their legacies as you can. And so, you know, I feel like Kamala is highly deserving. Hercules is too. Sure, they're not as technical as those other guys, but these guys sold out arenas across the country with the Hulkster. Maybe that's mainly on Hulk. But, um, but yeah, I've... I'm in the, the corner of uh, it's already been an inclusive organization. It's not this baseball hall of fame where, you know, you have to have a huge majority voting them in. So yeah, uh, one week ban for Tom is my vote. He brings too much to the table, but uh, like I say, bad news Brown. I felt like uh, I, thought, I was sure it would be off of David li- David's lips uh, being in there. And then maybe uh, Mike McGurk is another announcer. We didn't talk about announcers, but Howard Finkel luckily is in there. Um, maybe McGurk gets in there for her family's contributions. I appreciate you calling back, Brian. It is interesting because, uh, you know, with baseball and other athletic Hall of Fames, there is 
if somebody wins a championship, you know, you could argue that some games could be fixed or whatever, but it's a legitimate victory or it's seen as a legitimate victory. In the world of professional wrestling, when outcomes are predetermined, it's hard to award someone a Hall of Fame career based on the fact that they were given the opportunity to be a champion or to have a certain amount of victory when it's very interesting because you're looking, like you said, everyone gives up their life. Everyone dedicates their bodies and the travel and it's not easy on anybody. And so to put one guy above the other because he got over more is interesting. And if you do it just on wrestling ability, then there's a lot of guys who were big name draws in the hall of fame that weren't the best wrestlers. And so it's a real tricky thing to quantify. And so uh, I think that's why it's important that fans continue to have discussions like the ones we're having so we can kind of get a better understanding of, you know, what everybody contributed to the business that we loved. Yeah, and like I say, the, the Wrestling Observer, the newsletter where they have to get a certain amount of votes, that's a lot more like the, the football uh, Hall of Fame where only five guys and, and, you know, legacy guys get in every year, or baseball where they have to have that majority of writers. So we do have that in wrestling. Um I'm not a big wrestling observer guy, but, you know, that that's out there. WWF went the other way a long time ago. I say keep on that path and include as many guys as, as possible. And, and I'm guessing you and Tommy both are uh, of that opinion as well. Yeah, and it, it is interesting because, like totally what Tom said, not you can't put everybody into a Hall of Fame because it's not a Hall of Fame. It's just a Hall. And so you got guys who I grew up loving. I was a big Marty Jannetty fan. And if you would have told me one of the rockers is going to break out and be a single stars, I would have bet all my action figures when I was eight years old, that it was going to be Marty Jannetty. And I would have lost that bet. Do I think Marty Jannetty deserves to be in the hall of fame? No. Uh, do I think that at some point they might induct the rockers? I think they might on the basis of Shawn Michaels career. And if they're looking for another tag team, to get in, I could see them maybe giving the nod to the Rockers, but yeah, you can't have everybody get in, but it, it is a weird, the wrestling hall of fame is kind of a weird conundrum in it, in and of itself. It is. And like he said, you know, you got, um, you know, Hillbilly Jim wasn't a, a tremendous worker, but he got to get up there and make a very long speech, you know, and be in the hall of fame right. and others as well. But so anyway, uh, thanks again for letting me, uh, throw something in there. And, uh, like I say, uh, uh, Tom brings a lot to the table. I think a lot of his uh, his uh, gimmick is uh, uh, is as a heel. So uh, entertainment value there. I'll talk to you guys soon, man. Thank you so much, Brian. All right, Mr. Fierro, that is getting close to wrapping up our discussion on which wrestlers should be in the Hall of Fame. And I got to tell you, I enjoyed the conversation. We talked about refs, we talked about managers, we talked about talent, we talked about the validity of the Hall of Fame itself. This conversation kind of went all over sure. the place, buddy, and so it was a great topic. Uh, before we talk about what's going on in the world of Tommy Fierro, and before you drop a huge announcement about the topic of conversation taking place right here next Thursday, any closing remarks about the Hall of Fame? Uh, one person that we didn't bring up that I had on my list was Bam Bam Bigelow. I think Bam Bam Bigelow uh, also, you know, he made the event at WrestleMania against Lawrence Taylor. Uh, I think they, Bam Bam should definitely be in the Hall of Fame as well. I would agree that Bam Bam Bigelow should be in the Hall of Fame. And his main eventing or his co-main eventing or him wrestling Lawrence Taylor was not 
an easy thing for a wrestler to do to take somebody from the football world and put them over. And he did, and Bam Bam did, and he did that very well. But even aside from that, Bam Bam was such a main player in the landscape of professional wrestling. He was on the first Nintendo wrestling game that I got. The Acclaim, it was a horrible game, but it was a Nintendo game made by Acclaim. And, you know, it only had a handful of guys, but Bam Bam was one of them. Does that mean he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? No, but I'm just saying he was a primetime player on the landscape of wrestling. And he was one of the first big men that I remember watching that could move as agile as some of the smaller guys. Um, and I know he's a New Jersey guy, and so he's pro- you guys probably know more about him in your neck of the woods than the rest of us. But from what I saw of his career, I 100% would vote for him to be in the Hall of Fame. Again, I mean, all the names that we've been mentioning throughout the episode today, it's, you know, I like vanilla, you like strawberries, someone else likes chocolate. It's, it's you know, it's it's an opinion, you know, but um, there's a lot of guys that are very well deserving to be in the Hall of Fame that might not be yet from that time period. And I think that we, you know, mentioned some of the bigger ones uh, throughout the episode today. So next week, Jay, we're going to have a guest on next week. I know you love having guests, and uh, this is going to be a cool one. Because next week, we are going to remember the career of Bruiser Brody with his wife, Miss Barbara Goodish, right here next week on 80s Wrestling, the podcast, Jay. That is such an exciting announcement because anytime we have a guest, it's amazing. But to get Barbara here to talk about the career of her husband, because – her husband's career was a, was a great career. Unfortunately, the way his life got cut short, he's kind of trans- transitioned into kind of a, a legacy-type guy where everyone is interested in knowing his story. And there's been countless documentaries and TV shows telling his story. But to get his wife here that we can talk one-on-one and have a conversation with, just to see what the man was like behind the scenes, to see what her life has been like since his passing. I think it's going to be an extremely interesting conversation. Absolutely, man. And, uh, again, I appreciate everyone uh, calling in today. It was a fun topic, a very uh, <laughs> very debatable topic. Uh, but uh, we got through the show. It was fun. And uh, I just want to thank you, Jay, as always. Hope you and your family had a great Halloween weekend, and uh, I look forward to next week's show. Uh, again, uh, you can head over to 80swrestlingcon.com later today. We're going to be adding a few more signings that we're having in the store next week with Tony Schiavone and the Godwins. So if you can't make it to the wrestling collection, you can pick up an autographed picture along with Raven for this Saturday and Thunder Rosa as well. And then uh, iswwrestling.com will be updated later today as well with some upcoming events and signings. But Jay, until then, man, I hope you have a great weekend, and we'll catch everyone right here next week on 80s Wrestling, the podcast.